Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Good morning, church. Merry Christmas to everyone. Uh, Christmas happens to be my birthday as well. Yeah, so I don't organize any party because I don't have any visitor. Jesus is my only visitor on that particular day. Yeah, but uh, thank you guys for those who sent me messages and wishing me happy birthday. Uh, I was so humbled by that, and thank you. Yeah, I just hope you had a wonderful Christmas, spending time with your family and friends. Yeah, I know it's a good time for people to sit together as family and enjoy the blessings that God has um, has given us. You know, uh, Christmas sometimes has become very commercial day when people make a lot of money. And what surprises me is to see even Muslim they open shops on Christmas. I mean, the day before it. And there is a way they celebrate it just to make money. And I've realized that uh, many people don't know what Christmas means. People are just excited about it, celebrating it, but they don't know what it means. Yes, the 25th of December may not be the real birthday of Jesus, uh, but uh, people, I think, should know the meaning behind Christmas. And that's when, whenever I spend time with friends and people who don't know anything about Jesus, when they are celebrating Christmas, it could be an opportunity for us to tell them what Christmas is. Because you have people coming to you. You go to people. And those people don't know what they're celebrating. Yeah. Today we will be talking about, we're still talking about the unshakables. And I'll be talking uh, about the unshakable devotional quiet time with God. Uh, through this message, you have an opportunity, you and I, to evaluate how much time we spent with God in 2015. And how much time do you want to spend with God in 2016? I can assure you that God is very desperate to spending more time with you in the next year. You know, we are getting so distracted with a lot of things. We are so busy. We are spending our time on other things. And if you start evaluating how, many t how, how much time you spend with God, you realize that God takes leftover. Sometimes we give him the leftovers. We spend all the time in other things and say, God, okay, I just have five minutes for you, which is left, and this is what I'm going to give you. In 2016, I believe that God wants to call you. He's calling you to spending more time with him. Let's go to the book of... Uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. If you came with your Bible, 
or you can read on screen. The Bible says, but when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. We talk about what is the secret place and devotion. I define those. The secret place and devotion. Some people say that the secret place is in your heart. And they limit from that. The secret place is here. I agree. The secret place is here. But it is more than that. Because Jesus, after saying this, he was one of those guys who spent time with God. Apart from in his heart, he would also find a location where he'll be spending time with God. So to me, it's to find a place of isolation where you can shut the door on the world and open windows to heaven. Our heart plus physical location equals a secret place. You can't have one and not have another. That's how Jesus walked. He believed God, prayed to God, prayed to God in his heart. And then he found a place where he would sit and make sure he spent time with God. So basically, what you do first, you shut your heart from the world. Shut your heart for anything that you love. For anything you care for. Shut your heart from it. When it comes to your devotion time, to your quiet time with God. Close it down. Make it unavailable. The same way as when you are at work and you are busy, you put your phone on silence and you leave a voice message. Why? Because you don't want to be interrupted. What you are doing is very crucial. Anybody who rings you, they find a message. Please, I'm not available. Leave your name, leave your number. I will call you when I'm available. When we pray and when we, we go to God, when you spend time with God, we don't even switch your phone off. And when somebody rings, oh, this is very, is very important. You leave everything you're doing, you pick up your phone, and you begin talking to God. I mean, you begin talking to people. Sorry. <laughs> if God calls you on your mobile, be scared. <laughs> Hello, I'm God. I'm calling you. Say, what? You'll be scared. And another thing, sometimes we want to hear from God, but if God speaks in the world, you'll be the first person to run. In fact, I will. If I hear the voice, Emmanuel, I may raise up and start running. Yeah, so we 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 put our phone on silent because it is crucial that we do, we finish our work. But we don't give God the same value. 
when it comes to spending time with God. We give God the leftovers. And I can tell you that anytime we tell God that every Monday I'll be spending time with you, God will never be late. God will never forget that you say that because it came out of your mouth. You said, God, I'll be spending time with you on Monday. Before you get there, God is already there waiting for you to come and spend time with him. So what is devotion? Devotions are quiet times of reflection, confession, examination, worship, prayers, and intercession. So you can see that it's a package. Devotion is package that contains not just prayer, not just worship, not just reading the Bible. It contains a lot of things. It contains reflection. God wanted to sit in his presence and begin to reflect. God wants us to have that time to confess when we sit in his presence. God wants you to start examining your life, examine your, your, your life, your day-to-day -day work, your ministry, your everything. God wants you to worship in his presence. God wants you to pray and to intercede for other people or for his church. Devotion is all about love. You cannot spend time with people you don't love. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how I can do that. How can you spend time with people you don't love? It's because we love people. That's why we spend time with them. For example, on Christmas, you spend time with people. There are some people at your house, maybe your grandchildren, maybe your friends, maybe your mother, maybe you went to see somebody very special to you, and you want to spend time with them. Why? Because you love those people. We stay together as a family, my family and my wife's family, eating Christmas together as a family. Why? Because we love and we care for one another. Love produce commitment and commitment produce uh, love sorry love produce commitment and commitment loyalty so this is what i think devotion equals love love equals commitment commitment equals loyalty which means that any devotion without love without commitment and without loyalty, it dies. Even if you say, I'll be praying every Monday, if there's no love of God, if there's no commitment to what you have decided to do, and if there's no loyalty, the devotion will die. I think this is the reason why most of us don't spend a lot of time with God. Because the time you spend with God determines how much you love him. The time you spend with your family determines how much you love them. The time you spend with your friend determines how much you love them. 
It's the same with God. It's okay to say by our mouth that we love you, God. How can you prove that to him? How can you prove to God that, God, I really love you? Apart from saying it in my heart, I mean, in my, in, in my, with my mouth, I do really love you. God will ask you, how much time do you spend with me? When was last that you spent time with me? How much time was it? I don't know what your priority is. It could be your career dream. It could be your children. It could be going at the beach. You spend a lot of time there. It could be maybe going for a holiday. Those are special occasions we have. Go out, spend a lot of time in holidays. And God may bring you back to that page and remind you. This year, you, how many holidays did you spend? You count them. How much time? You count them. How many times did you go to the beach? You count them. How much time did you go to work? You spend your time looking for work. And how many times did you come to my presence? You do all you do because you love to do them. You spend time on it because you love them. You spend time on God because you love him. That's why we spend time with God. So why is it important to spending time with God? We can just be Christians and not spending a lot of time with God. In fact, why pray? Can't we just be go to heaven, believe Jesus without praying at all? I've been asking myself these questions when I became a Christian. Why prayer, fasting? You know, it's, it's really sound very boring. Fasting? Oh, I don't know if you have tried that. I have tried fasting. Not once, not twice. I can tell you, physically, it's boring. Fasting in Africa is a big deal. It is a very big deal. Especially in this season. Christmas and New Year's Eve. Many churches spend their days in prayer and fasting. The whole church come together. Stay in prayer and fasting. If you go to Africa, one thing you want to like is fasting. Because fasting is a dry fasting. When we say we go fasting, no water, no drink, no food. A doctor will tell you it's impossible. You cannot fast for three days and survive. I don't know how, but <laughs> I think what is impossible to man is possible to God. Because personally, I've fasted for three days and I have not died. No drink, no water. What, all I remember, I could not stand up. We are like, you know, we have to leave from home. That has to be a church because if you stay home, you'll be tempted. They cook, you smell food. You feel like you want to eat. So what the church do, we come and we stay at church. If it's a youth praying fasting, it means we stay there for three days, no going home, no work. We stay there for three days. So some, And we have to be praising and worshiping. 
I don't know if you know the present worship in Africa. You have to dance. When they, they have to beat the drum, we have this local drum, not like this when you go in prayer rooms. We don't carry this drum, we carry this very local ones. Sometimes use hand and so we use a few sticks. And they say, okay, time to praise and worship. Everybody stand up. You are a soldier of Jesus Christ. And I'm sitting. We, sit, we don't sit on, on chairs. We sit on floor. So I'll be sitting like this. And they say, we stand up. Oh. oh. You can't stand. You have to make sure you lean on the wall so you can stand up. And when you finish standing up, you have to stay like this. And then the one who's leading the problem says, okay, come forward. Don't stay on the wall. Come forward. Try to come forward. I'm not strong enough. I'm saying, oh God, I will die. I can't do this. This is so hard. But after two days, when we have the last day to finish the prayer, I feel stronger. I can jump. I can sing. I can, I feel like I've not been fasted for three days. And by the time we finish, you feel like you want to eat everything. You are very hungry and starving. All you want to do is to eat. But if you eat faster and quickly, oh, it may cause you a lot of damage. <laughs> so make sure you start something soft like porridge, bananas, and some fruits. And I can tell you sometimes we do that and you are broke. You don't have what to eat when you get back home. Many times I went in fasting. I didn't have any money. I don't know what I will eat when I get home. Life was really, really difficult. Yeah, so these are the questions we ask ourselves. Why pray as believers? Why spend time with God? We can just believe Jesus and do all we want to do. Do our work and do a lot of things and not come to God and not pray and just enjoy our life. But the first reason why it's very crucial to spending time with God is because we are the bride and Jesus is the bridegroom. Tell me how you want to marry a man or a woman you don't spend time with. Why do we spend time together? We have to get to know each other before we get married. If we are the bride of Jesus, we should start to understand that he needs us more than ever. He needs to spend time with us. We need to get to know him, Jesus. And he wants to get to know us. We need to spend time to talk to each other. That is the only way we can make our relationship to, uh, stronger before we get to heaven. This is why any relationship without time spent together is not worth it. It may not have a good result. You have a boyfriend, a girlfriend who don't have time for you. How would you feel about it? Happy? No. You want your boyfriend, your girlfriend spend time with you, your husband, your wife, your father spend time with the kids. That's how we build our relationship. And this is no different from God. Because we are his bride, he wants our time. On your own time, you can read Revelation chapter 19, verse 7 
to 9 and you can continue. The second, when we are alone with God, we draw closer to him and get to know him in a, in a different way than we do in group settings. You see, when we come here, we don't even pray enough. You have things to pray for. But did you pray when you walk here? Did you pray for it? No, you're focused on the program. We are singing. So you, do, you and I did not have enough time to pray. If you say that this is enough, then I would think you don't spend time with God. You need a private time, a separate time from the church. This is part of our devotion, coming to church, because we come to worship God, and we come to listen to his word. So coming to church is part of devotion as well. If you don't go to church, you're missing something out. So coming is part of devotion, but it is not enough. It is not enough. You need to have your personal time. You need to create your own word in worship and worship God. When we sing, I always say we are singing the worship of other people. The people who have been inspired to worship God. They write a song and we sing it along with them. But we need to write the song of ourselves, the song of worship to God. It may not be a song. It could be a word of worship. How do you know God apart from what other people have written? Why don't you start writing a poem of worship to God and dedicate it to him in your own private and separate time. Have time to listen to the music and have time to stop the music. Start worshiping in your own word, in your own language, with your own heart. Express your own feeling of worship to God. This is what God wants you and I to do. And James chapter 4 verse 8 says, Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. When we draw near to God, he draws near to us. And when we draw, we go far away from God, God will just keep looking and waiting for you to come back. How many people want God to draw near to them in 2016? I'm one of them. I want God to draw near to me. What do I have to do? I have to draw near to God. I got so excited and I forgot a few things which I just remember. <laughs> you know, I know when, when I'm preaching, I get very excited sometimes and... Uh, Oh my God, I may forget my wife on street because of excitement. I was supposed to invite uh, the hosts to hand out the coloring packs to the children. I, I hope the children still love me. It's done? Okay, thank you. Oh. <laughs> you know, I, I was uh, very busy. And today I spend the whole night in the Bible to prepare this message. I slept at 3 a.m. in the morning. And I had to wake up to make sure I prepare a beautiful PowerPoint so that we can flow together in the Word of God. 
Yeah, so when we draw near to God, he draw, he come near to us as well. The third reason why we should spend time with God is to follow biblical examples. Jesus did this while on earth. He was preaching the whole day. Praying with people for the rest of the day. Talking about God for the rest of the day. But that was not enough for him. Then, every night, the Bible said Jesus would go and spend time with God. And also the Bible saw every morning, before he started his ministry, Jesus would spend time with God. I don't know when last you did put your day into the hand of God before you left home. Sometimes we wake up, we're we in a hurry. You know, oh, I'm running late. You put an alarm for work. There's no alarm for quiet time with God. What if in 2016, you put an alarm 30 minutes before you go to work to spend those 30 minutes in God's presence, praying for your day, praying for your family. And when I say family, I involve the body of Christ as well. As your family, your brothers and sisters in Christ, you go to work with a fresh anointing. When you drive going at work, you start to reflect on God's presence. Because you left home and you, le you even left an anointing in your house. Leave an anointing in your house before you go to work. Go and spend time with God. Pray for your children. Pray for your business. Pray for your church. Pray for your pastors. Pray for the things that God is doing. Thank God that you can wake up and go to work in the morning. And even thank him you have it. Because some people are looking for it. I am looking for it. And you have it. Wake up and thank God. Say, God, I thank you I have this job. I am going to work because you allow me to. Hallelujah. Leave an anointing in your home before you leave. So Jesus used to slip away from the crowd. I don't know if my pronunciation is right. Because slipped and sleep sound the same. Sleep stand for departing from the crowd. Am I right? Now I can teach English. So he, he left the crowd and go and pray alone. Sometimes it's important to leave the crowd. Sometimes it's important to leave your wife. Look, you don't always have to be praying together. Sometimes you pray together. Sometimes God needs just you. You as an individual. Get away from your children sometime. Go and spend time with God. You know what God doesn't like? When we value the things he has given us more than him. He wants to be pleased if you value your wife more than him. God will not be pleased if you value your husband more than him. You give your husband, your wife, the first place than him. I think I've said this before. And uh, I said it again in Queensland last week when I preached in an African church. Sometimes we give our partners a great value so that they will love us. 
And we realize that it may not, it's not sometimes happening the way we expect it to be. I think because we are doing it the wrong way. Why don't you push your wife and your husband to God? Let them love God first. And then that love will come back to you. Sometimes we value our children even more than God. God blesses us with children so we can be happy. But not to let the children replace God. Take his place. God will be jealous even for children. The Bible says a jealous God. He's very jealous. Jealous more than you can imagine. When we replace him with something different. When we replace him with our job. When we replace him with our partners, with our children, with our families. God wants to sit at the front. He wants to be at the center. He wants to be the alpha and omega of your entire life and entire career. Your entire family. That's what God wants. Mark 11, uh, Mark chapter 1 verse 35 says, And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. He went to a desolate place. I don't know if you have one. I, I would like to reflect back to the, uh, the other movie, War Room. We need to have a place. Apart from your heart, apart from your car, you need to have a location, a place where you can spend time with God. Make a room in your house. If you own a home, the house is yours, and you realize you have not made a room, of a prayer room, I would suggest that go and build one now. Make a room and say, this is a place. If I want to come and spend a quiet time with God, I will go there. Encourage everybody in your house that if you want to spend a quiet time with God, with no interruption, go in that room. If you feel like it's not safe to pray, sometimes at home I'll be distracted by the children. A lot of noises because my room is just near to the sitting room, the prayer room. They'll be making noise, they'll be listening to some music, they'll be dancing. These girls love dances a lot. They'll be dancing and jumping and make a lot of noise. So what do I do? I go to the beach. I, when, I, when I used to live in Berkeley, I used to go at Berkeley Beach. That place is very quiet. When you go there, you like somebody praying at the mountain. Remember, Jesus used to go and pray in the mountains. Praying in the mountain is not evil. It's a very quiet place. There's no noise. You sit and nothing will interrupt you. So I go to the beach. I sit there. Oh, I start walking and praying in tongues, reflecting on the goodness of the Lord, worshiping God, thanking him for all he has done in my life, and praying for other things. I go to the beach. I tell my wife, sorry, tomorrow I'm going to the beach. Early in the morning, I leave. I go to the beach. I stay there with my Bible. I go and find a place. Where, sometimes it will be distracted if you see somebody you know. 
So I don't always go near. I will see somebody I know. Because if you see somebody you know, you not stop saying hello to them. You have to. And make sure you carry your Bible. Don't go to pray without carrying your Bible. Whether it's electronic or Bible, just make sure you take your Bible with you. So find a place where you can pray. At your home or at the beach. And uh, some places, the church, they are open. I don't know here whether the church is open or not. Some, for me, I prefer to come and sit in the church when there's no service. Sit there and pray. Or if there's a, a room at church that is prepared for prayers, I would love to come and spend a day there praying in that room. A church is the best place for me to go and pray or in the mountains. But we don't have mountains prayers here. So I encourage you in 2016, begin to plan, begin to think where you want to be spending time with your God because God wants you to spend time with him desperately. The fourth reason why we should spend time with God is we get and walk by revelation. We get revelation and we walk by revelation. This morning when I walked in, Max told me, oh man, I'm sure you prepared a good message for us. I said, I'm not sure if I really have a message to give. I think God has a message for you. Why did I say that? Because when you spend time with God, you get revelation. You walk by revelation. You don't walk by what you knew. You walk by what God is saying right now. Right here, right now. This is where there's a difference between the church of the Holy Ghost and the church that does not believe in the Holy Spirit. Because the church that believes in the Holy Spirit walk by revelation. We don't walk by wisdom. We don't walk by our knowledge. We spend time with God and we get new revelation of now. What God wants now. You know, sometimes as preachers, we can be taken away by social media. We can be taken away by Google. I'm asked to preach and I spend a lot of time Googling. And I forget to spend time asking God what he wants his people to hear. Because if I don't inquire from God, I will end up bringing the message of my own heart. I will find something that excites me the most. And just come and start talking about it and feel so excited. But is it really what God wants people to hear? God knows how hungry and thirsty you are. And he knows how to feed you. He knows how to feed us. And it's only when we go to him and spend time in his presence that we get the revelation of what God wants the church to do. This is why when I'm preaching, if I am very confident that it is from the Lord, sometimes I don't care how people will take it. As long as I'm confident. Because, you know, preachers as well, when we get to God, we're going to give an account of how we preach. God will ask us, we, I gave you a ministry to be preaching, to be teaching. How did you use it? Did you use it my ways or you used it your ways? If I used it my ways, God will not be pleased with it. So when we spend time with God, we get the revelation of what God wants 
They, another example is Daniel in the Bible. We all know the story of Daniel. Many times he got into problems, into trouble. He used to be, he was a man who would sacrifice everything he was given to make sure he spent time with God. He was given a good title in Babylon. He was given a nice education. He was valued, but he did not consider all of those things to be very special than spending time with his God. And you know when Daniel and those other fellow got to Babylon, the target of the king of Babylon was to make sure they forget about their God. So the first thing he did, he said, I want them to be educated so that they will have the knowledge of our own and forget the knowledge of their God. Secondly, I want their name to be changed. Because their names were connected to God. Their names were connected to God. He knew that if they're still worshiping God, they will not be focused to serving the kingdom and they will not be focused to worshiping their God. So the best way is to distract them and bring abundance. Abundance was nice meal. Give them nice meal. Give them nice education. Change their names. And we're gonna give them titles. So there was a lot of things surrounding them to distract them. You know, sometimes abundance can distract us. Sometimes we pray that God will give us more. But when he brings more, that more takes us away from him. We forget that we didn't have it. We needed it. Now we have it. We should now get closer to God. But now we have it. We are getting away from God. And one, somebody was, was telling me, Emmanuel, why is it that in Africa there's a lot of war? There's a lot of killings. People struggle. There's a lot of poverty. Yet, there's people, there are people who praise too much. They pray to God too much. They have faith. They have this and this. They worship you can see God in the back. They struggle. And here, we have everything. Yet we don't pray as much as you do. Don't you think that God loves us more? I said yes. God loves you more. But do you love him as much as he loves you? He has given you everything. Instead of thanking him for that, getting closer to him because of what he has given, that blessing is taking, away, is taking us away from him. And this is why God decided not to take the children of Israel in the promised land for 11 days. He decided to take them in 40 days. Why? Because God checked their heart and realized that if I take them there, they will, they will have abundance and they will forget I did answer to that brother. I said, maybe if you will get closer to God and you will thank him for what he has given you and you begin worshiping him with everything he has given you, maybe God will remember those who are praying and have nothing. He will also bless them. But maybe because you are not grateful for that, so God said, okay, I will not give these ones as well. 
So they will co continue praying. I can tell you honestly, if you go to Africa, people sleeping hungry, but they come in church in the morning, they worship. I cannot tell you how many times I slept hungry and I have, pre I have preaching tomorrow. I remember when I was invited to preach in a certain church and I slept without food. It was after I lost my parents. I slept without food and I was preaching for the whole week. So by the time I, I was coming to church, I said, God, I was praying, I said, God, please, I don't have even food to eat tomorrow. And today's my last day of preaching. Touch the church at least to make some offering for me. And you know what? I preached and finished preaching. They didn't do it. And I said, God, why? And I never stopped going to church. I never stopped preaching. I continued to preach when I didn't have anything. And I said, okay, maybe is it because people continue to worship God? Even in that situation, if you go in the refugee camp, see how people are worshiping. They are dying with sickness, no food. But they worship God. I would like to remind you, church, that God has blessed you. Not so that your blessings will take you away from him. He blessed you so your blessings will take you closer to God. 2016, make it a year that you will evaluate God's blessings. And begin to count where you are with God. And make a decision to come back come back to where God wants you to be when he blessed you. Joyce Mayer, I was listening to Joyce Mayer and she said, sometimes we need to show God that he is more important than meal. If we are hungry, we make sure we seek the food. If you don't spend time with God, nothing else is going to survive. And what seems to survive will not bring you joy. I don't know if you have that experience. This is why I said there's a difference between joy and happiness. I think we can buy happiness. If I need a nice car, I will buy it and I'll be happy. If I need a house, and I get money, I'll buy a house and I'll be happy. I can have a wife and be happy. I can have children and be happy. If I have a job, I'll be happy. But anytime those things are gone away, my happiness goes with it. I don't know if you get my point. If you say, I, get, I need a husband, and you get one, you need a wife, you get one. Anytime your husband is not there for you, the happiness you received when you had him goes along with him. You need a job, you get it. Anytime you lose that job, your happiness you, you got when you got that job goes away with it. So we can buy happiness, but one thing we cannot buy is joy. Because joy is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Only God can give it. Money cannot buy it. Once we have that joy, even if we lose everything, we still focus on God. We still worship in Him. We still have a smile on our faith. We still have hope that tomorrow is going to get better. Hallelujah. So, nothing is going to survive 
and what seems to survive will not bring joy to you. No devil in hell can defeat you when you always go to the secret place. That is Joyce man. My time is about to expire. So how to start your quiet time with God each day? You may have other experience. I want to share with you some of this experience when you, you go and spend your quiet time with God. First of all, make time and make it appropriate. Decide when and what time. So you don't just say, this week, you, know, you need to be specific. What day and what time? Is it in the morning or is it in the evening? And when, what time do you start? Don't just say in the evening. In the evening, what time? At 7 p.m.? 8 p.m.? If it's at 7 p.m. and there's a nice movie going on, home and away, what will you do? What will you do? Will you stop going to pray because home and away is still going on? Or you will stop everything? I would like to encourage you that when it gets your devotion time, leave everything you love. If you don't make a sacrifice, it's not special. It's left over. It has to be a sacrifice made to sit with God. If somebody calls you, say, have an appointment. With who? Have an appointment with God. I can't miss it. It's an appointment with God. Go and sit with him. But you have to be specific by making time and make it appropriate. So choose for a location. Where do you want to pray? In your home, at the beach, in the church, or where? Be focused and know that God is there. When you plan your quiet time, know that God is there. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. When you see God with all your heart, he will be there. In fact, I said earlier, before you get there, he's there. He will never be one second late. When you walked into the place, he's there because when you planned it, you planned with him. And they wrote it in heaven. They put it down that on this time, Emmanuel will be spending time with God. So make sure you're on time. The same as your boss never wants you to be late. You woke up early so you don't go and get late at work. Show God that you value his presence by being there on time. The fourth is confession. Acknowledging to God any known sin that is displeasing to him so that we can come to him unhindered, completely surrendered and cleansed. Don't pretend as if you are holy. You know, other preachers would say we start with praise and worship. But for me, I think and I prefer to start with confession. Because I don't know what worship God will receive or will accept if we are not purified. In fact, it will be a noise. That's what the Bible says. So I prefer to start with confession. Telling God, forgive me. I've not been nice to my wife, to my children, to my friend, 
I've, been, I've not been spending a lot of time with you. I've not been reading my Bible. I've been so weak recently. I remember I was angry last time and I didn't spoke well. God forgive me for this. But if it's a problem with somebody else, it is better to find that person. Make peace with them. And then go to God's presence. Because if you go and you have problem with me, God will remind you, you insulted Emmanuel yesterday. That's what the Holy Spirit will bring out. You insulted him yesterday. You, you didn't even say sorry. You just left. And you know sometimes when we drive, we make a lot of sin when people don't drive properly. Somebody just drive like someone on drug. And you open up your window. Sometimes as believers, we forget and the F word is out already. I don't know if you have done that. I have. And you just realize, oh, God, I'm sorry. He made me angry. You know, sometimes you may end up insulting somebody you respect. You didn't know it's them driving. And when you say, F, eh, oh, sorry to my pastor, Suzanne. So we need to control our tongues on street, on road as well when people uh, drive wrongly. So confession is good. Don't be scared of God's presence because you feel like you are not holy. You know, this is a big barrier. The reason, big reason why people don't spend time with God. Because you're thinking, oh, my life is a mess. My life is a mess. I, God cannot listen to me. I've been living a very bad life. But how do you think that bad life will ever improve? You don't go to God. God has the key for your improvement. So what you do, just go to God. And God will love us when we humble our sinful self to him and have nothing to hide. Go to God and have nothing to hide. Speak to him. Tell him your weaknesses, your sins, and have an opportunity to repent to God. The fifth one is adoration. During adoration, tell God how great he is, why he is great. Why is great? Why is he merciful, kind, and so on? And how much we love him for it? How great do you think your God is? If you know he's great, tell him he's great. Don't tell me. Tell God. In your private and tell God you are so great. One day, I was, we went to pray somewhere in the bush in Africa. And uh, I had another guy who came and he was at the other corner. And he was praying very louder. His prayer was kind of funny. His worship was kind of funny. He was saying that, God, when I wake up in the morning and I hear the God, God scream, man. I say, oh, the God is worshiping you. Every morning when the God wake up, worship you. When I hear the, the cocks or the rocks, ah, sorry, the chickens, the roster, roster, rooster, not roster, rooster. Thank you. The rooster scream. I said, oh, the rooster is worshiping God. And I said, is that worship? But I realized that's how he's trying. To adore God. To realize that even the things that God has created can worship him. And he has a reason to us. 
also opened his voice louder and screamed to the world that God is great. Worship God to his greatness during your adoration. Don't leave his presence before you worship him. You know, the problem we have when we get there, we have our needs. And immediately we want to point and start talking on our problems. No! Sometimes when you just worship God, he meets your need even before you pray about it. Or even when you start praying for other people, God will meet your need before you even talk about yours. He knows what you need already before you open your mouth. So it may not be a priority. The sixth one, thanksgiving. Thanking God for his grace and forgiveness in your life. And thanking him for all things he's done for you and given you. Thank him for that. You cannot be without anything that God has given you. If you have no money and you have no home, you have breath in you. That breath is the reason you, you live. And secondly, he's created you on his own image. You have a reason to tell him, God, I'm so happy you created me handsome. I worship you for that. You are so great. Worship him for whatever reason you might have. Have a reason to worship him every morning you wake up. Have a reason. Seventh, supplication. Asking God for what you want. If you need something, ask God for it. I would like to invite the worship team. As uh, I'm going to conclude and summarize my message of today. So I want to conclude by saying that we bring people to God through the gospel. But we get closer to God through devotion. I want to repeat that. We bring people to God through the gospel. But we get closer to God through devotion. The more you spend quiet time with God, the more you experience his presence. In French, we have a proverb that says, I think I've said it. It's when you pray more and more and more that you begin to experience the presence of God. You go one day, you don't feel anything. You go the second day, keep going. The more you pray, the better. So what takes most of your time? Is it your makeup? Some African women will spend hours doing their makeup. I don't know about here. I just know about Africa. Is it Facebook? That takes most of your time. Today, everybody is busy on Facebook. Not everybody. Especially the young people. They have no time for food. Playing games. No time to pray on Facebook. And we have more social media coming up. Which means the more we have, the less time we spend with God. Is it Instagram or Twitter? That takes most of your time. I want to remind you that in 2016, God wants to spend more time with you. And it's today, before the 1st of January. Today you start out to plan how you want to spend your time with God in 2016. Because it's really crucial that he needs you. He wants you 
to spend time with him next year. And finally, more quiet time equals to experiencing God's presence. And experiencing God's presence equals to have unshakable devotion. If you spend time with God and don't experience his presence, it gets boring. But as I said earlier, the more you spend time with God, the better. Because once you experience his, his, his presence, you will have unshakable devotion. You will develop a hunger to always to be in his presence. May God bless you. I'd like to invite Suzanne to continue in prayer.